What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna and I am thrilled to have you today. Today's episode is so much fun. I got to just kind of sit and chat with a friend I met on Instagram who is living a simpler life and just really trying to be intentional about money and time and family and all of those things. And so this is just a conversation with another mom who is trying each day to live with more purpose and slow down a little. And so the conversation was so much fun. And not only that, but she shares with us a budgeting strategy that I had never thought about and I have already implemented into my home and I am loving it. And so I can't wait for you to hear what she has done, her and her husband together as they have purposed to be debt-free and how they have just made this change in their lives and what it has done for them and their family and their kids and all of that. I can't wait for you to hear that part of the interview. Now, before we jump in, I just wanted to let you know that as of today, Thursday, February 18th, 2021, the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program is open for enrollment. We are going to start on March 1st, so make sure you come and join us. If you've been wanting to simplify around your house, set up some systems and routines, declutter and organize and do it with some people who can hold you accountable, then jump in with us on this round, okay? And if you do it quickly, I have a special bonus for you for acting fast. So this bonus does expire over the weekend. So make sure if this is something you've been wanting to do that you jump in because you will get the photo clutter course as well, which has quickly become my most popular course. So I hope you jump in with us. We have a lot of fun in the Facebook group and it's just fun to get to know you and a lot of fun through email. That seems to be where most people want to get a hold of me, which is great. I am there for you the entire time you're in the program, so you don't have to feel like you can't email and ask questions or get a hold of me on Instagram or in the Facebook group or wherever you need help. I want to do this with you. So go over to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset and join us. We're going to start live on March 1st. As soon as you join, you do get all of the lessons and everything right away. So you don't have to wait until March 1st to get started. You can kind of dive in and get started when you want to, or maybe start the photo clutter course first if you want to kind of peek at that as well. So as soon as you enroll, you get all access to all the materials and then we will do it together starting March 1st. All right, let's jump into my interview with Amber from the Unhurried Homestead. Well, hey there, Amber. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to do this with you. 
Well, just so that my audience kind of gets a glimpse into who you are, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, well, my name's Amber and I am a wife. I've been married for eight, going on nine years. And I'm a mom. We have four kids. Their ages, they're, uh, my youngest is two and a half and our oldest is six. So they're really close in age. Uh, we have our little homestead here where we sell lots of meat and eggs uh, by farm gate off of our farm. So we do a little permaculture thing on the side. Uh, we're first generation pre-COVID homeschoolers. <laughs> so <laughs> I like to call us farm schoolers because we kind of use the farm in all of our schooling. But um, first generation, because my husband and I were not homeschooled ourselves. That's something that we chose to do with our kids. Um, we're very outdoorsy. So I love hiking and hunting and snowshoeing. And we do lots of horseback riding and gardening and just being outside all the time. Um, for work, I actually worked for a financial institution for 10 years before quitting um, my job at the end of 2019 and decided to stay home. And I'm also a trained doula. So I did that, a birth doula in with all of that kind of stuff. But now I'm actually working full-time from home. So I started uh, last fall, I got a job where I'm working exclusively from home. And that's been really great. It's a big adjustment, but it was um, a great opportunity too. So that's a lot about me. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, great. Yeah, I just, I just blog about our homeschooling and our farm and living simply at the Unhurried Homestead on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. I love your Instagram feed. It makes me wish that we lived on a farm. That is kind of one of our big goals someday um, to have animals and just a little bit of land and stuff like that. Did you grow up on a farm or is, or your husband, or is this something that you guys just decided to do as a married couple? Um, I did. He did not. I actually grew up on a farm just like a mile and a half away from where we live now. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, and my parents still live there. So that's still home uh, for me over there. Um, but yeah, it was a new kind of venture for my husband and he is like all in. It's really fun. Oh, that is so fun. So I'm imagining, I mean, you have these four little kiddos and your farm and now you're working from home and I'm sure that you are busy um, homeschooling and doing all the things. Can you kind of, I know I say average day and I know every day in motherhood is different, but would you mind just walking through us? <laughs> through for us what an average day in your life looks like, kind of what motherhood looks like for you right now? Yeah, for sure. It is busy, but it's, uh, it's a good busy. Like it's a steady kind of flow to our life, I think. Um, an average day, I'll try not to describe an ideal day, but an average day. Um, I'm up very early, so I am not an early riser by nature. That is not my decision to be up early. <laughs> But my uh, job does require me to be up early for, um, you know, some certain things that I need to do. So typically I'm up in the morning between 4.35 a.m. And uh, I've come to embrace that time <laughs> for myself. So I get to be up and that's kind of when I do my, you know, journaling, look at my day planner, kind of plan if there's anything that I have to remind myself of for our homeschool that day. Um, yeah, it's kind of some free time. Once I get my initial work things under control, then I have that time to myself. And the kids are usually up, you know, 6.30, 7.30, and they are pretty good at their own little morning thing now where they can go and play and do something themselves until I finish work at 8 a.m. 
So when I'm done work at eight, then that's kind of my time. I prompt the kids and they make their beds and get dressed and do the laundry, which is something that you changed in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So they get that under control while I get breakfast uh, out or, you know, ready. And then as soon as we're done breakfast, we all go outside. So that's kind of our first thing of the day is we go outside because we have chores to do for the animals first thing in the morning. And um, I mean, on a hectic day, it sometimes could just be me running out to do the necessary things, but I try and get everybody outside at that time and they love it. So it's usually not too difficult. And then we come back in and do our school and that's usually, you know, an hour and a half or so. And then they're back outside. So (laughs) they're out. If they don't get outside with me first thing in the morning, they're for sure outside still before lunch. And, um, that's when they go get the eggs and all that stuff. Cause it's too early to do that when we go out first thing in the morning. So that's that time. And then we're back in for lunch and we finish up our school or do something fun. So I love having the afternoons because we can just do, I like to save science and art kind of things because we're homeschooling for the afternoon um, or we're just in the kitchen baking or, you know, doing something that way. Um, and then when that's all wrapped up, then we're back outside again. So we go back outside and that's when we do more of our end of day chores. And that's always really fun because, the um during that time my husband usually comes home from work and so he's out there and he helps us and the kids get to play with him outside too and um yeah and sometimes I sneak away to come inside and get supper ready (laughs) but that's always a nice time of day of course this is like our winter kind of day because we're in Canada and it's winter and in summer we're outside you know all day long we're in winter we have to be more intentional about when we actually get outside because it's a bit of a process to get five bodies outside um but yeah then we're back inside for supper and just relaxing and doing something as a family and then their little bedtime routine and then I'm back at work so I for my job I work nights so I'm on at 10 p.m and I'm off at 8 a.m but I'm more or less on call during that time with um you know some certain things I have to do within that time but yeah so do you get to sleep at all (laughs) I do. My job is actually really great. So I can still sleep, uh, you know, as normal as I'm able to. Um, but if I get a call, I mean, I have to get up and deal with it. But yeah, it's it's been actually quite seamless with the crazy of our life. I'm still getting up in the night with one or two kiddos and that's pretty normal to me. So I'm still functioning. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that sounds excellent. And I, so we're in Colorado and we actually have really great winters. I think people think that Colorado has these really crazy winters. Um, we get snow and we get cold days, but we have a lot of sunshine. So I try to get my kids outside as well. And some days I wimp out, you know, they never wimp out. And some days I'm like, Oh, like yesterday was so windy and the wind was so cold. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's so cold. I don't want to, you know, my littlest one was like begging to get outside. So sometimes I need their encouragement in the winter time, but (laughs) it is, I mean, I want them to go outside in all seasons. I don't want them to feel like I can only go outside when it's warm out. So yeah, no, that's what I always say. There's no such thing as bad weather. We are outside (laughs) in the rain. We've got to pick better clothing. (laughs) Yep. And well, and you have animals to take care of. So I mean, they know rain or shine, got to make sure you feed them and take care of them. So I think that's great. Don't really have a choice there yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I know um, just from messages from you on Instagram and uh, just following, following what you're doing, kind of intentional living seems like it means a lot to you and just living a little simpler. Can you kind of give us some ideas of what that what that looks like for your family and why you want to live a little bit 
more simple or, you know, intentional with your days? Yeah. Um, I guess like living simply and living intentionally to us really just means freedom. Like, and that sounds like maybe an answer that a lot of people give, but it is just really, really true. And, um, I think that so often people have the belief that it's hard to live this way or it's restrictive, uncomfortable, you know, to live simply or to live um, minimally on uh, their side of that because it is hard coming to this side of it, but um, it takes work. But once you're here, it's just freedom. And I think like it's freedom in so many ways, not just physical stuff, but you know, it's so freeing emotionally and mentally and financially, um, just in so many ways, it's just so much better. And so for me, it just means being able to live freely with all of those, um, with all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's hard for a lot of people to let go of what we've always been taught, like the busyness and, you know, having our kids and all the activities and doing all the, all the stuff you can do as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just hard to get out of that. So how did you guys, or how did you kind of just realize you wanted to go down kind of a different path than what you see the norm or most people doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a really good question. I I don't know if it was that, um, we decided, well, I mean, at some point we obviously decided to do these things, but, um, there is a ripple effect to it all, right? Once you realize you know, not going mainstream with everything is actually really great. <laughs> so I think it started a lot um, with growing our own food. So we had this um, property. Um, we bought our farm when we were pretty young. So we were 22 uh, when we bought our property. And um, we knew, like I knew that I wanted to grow my own food and, you know, raise my own chickens and do all that stuff. Cause that's what I did as a kid. And I wanted that for my kids. So I was able to kind of carry that with me, but then I expanded on that a lot more. And, um, you know, I decided, and I'm, I'm the youngest of five kids and I did a lot, a lot of things differently than my siblings in respect to, you know, I had my children at home and I chose to homeschool and they didn't. And so there are things that I am you know, definitely going against the grain in my personal life and in the bigger picture. But uh, my husband and I talk about it and we think like these are the things that have been the most rewarding to us. And, you know, living uh, debt free is just so amazing. And that's something that when I worked in the financial institutions, I saw like debt was so normalized and people lived that way. And I knew I didn't want to. So I don't know if there was one thing that made us choose this way of living. It was kind of, you know, a compound realization of these things actually really fulfill us. So then we made more decisions uh, in that realm of living, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think people will take a lot from that because that's kind of how it works, right? We make one decision and then we see the benefits of that for our family and we're able to say, okay, this is actually better for us. So what next decision can we make? And that's where it starts. It's just like those small little little changes. And I also appreciate you talking a little bit about the debt-free thing because I do think that is one of the biggest things, the consumerism and spending money on things we don't really need or even want. We realize that, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that, right? Or we don't yeah. need the bigger house or the newer car. Um, but that's it's just such a part of our lives and we see it 
every day, everywhere, mm-hmm. every commercial, every show teaches us that that's, you know, that's the dream. And so it's hard to get out of that. So I appreciate you bringing that up because I think I've had a lot of moms actually recently, it, it's always after Christmas time, right? Where they spend a lot of money and they're yes. looking to change those habits a little bit. And it's kind of a mindset yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But yeah. And that was a big part of like when I worked for the financial institution that I did, I was quite young when I started there and I quickly saw that people like this was just normal. And, um, there were very few people who really truly understood how to manage their money and, and even more so how to manage their debt. Like they didn't actually understand how it worked. Um, they just went with it because that was normal and acceptable. And, you know, that's what they saw and learned and knew. And, um, that was just the way it was. And, uh, I got to hear these people, you know, working on the front line, I got to hear all the things that these people would say and, um, their feelings about their financial situation. And I just knew that I could make different decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since we are on the subject of money a little bit, you shared an amazing idea with me about staying on a budget. Um, I think you sent it to me through Instagram. Do you mind sharing your I think you called it your buy day. I don't know. I'm saying it that way. You probably yeah. have a whole different idea about it, but um, technique with the people who are listening. Yeah, no, that's funny. I can't remember how that came up when I was talking to you, but yeah, we actually had started. So I had seen um, when, I don't know how to start here, but when my husband and I were getting uh, close, we're doing a huge house renovation this year. And uh, we were talking about how we could keep our mortgage like, minimal and not um pay for it for you know years and years and years anyways and we got on the idea of or I started um following some different people who were encouraging um these spending freezes so when people were coming in to maybe new to budgeting or whatnot they would say to do this spending freeze where you didn't spend money for a week or a month or three months or it was kind of crazy and I thought there's no way, like, there's no way I could actually do a spending freeze. Like that just didn't seem realistic to me. It was kind of like the diet versus the lifestyle, uh, eating healthy. Like one is sustainable and and one's not kind of thing. So I, and I think when you do these spending freezes, the people that I've talked to who have done them, it's just like they obsess about the spending the whole time because they're not supposed to be doing it. (laughs) But, uh, anyway, so that kind of evolved and I thought of that we could do um, spending less days, like just pick, you know, a certain number of days. And that ended up being one day. So one day a week is uh, when we spend money and we only spend money one day a week. And yeah, like you said, we call this our, our buy day. That's just what we refer to it as. Uh, So we actually, my husband and I have, we quickly put into like a little system and I thought that we would have to make changes along the way, but we didn't. It just stuck from the beginning, which is kind of awesome. But we have a shared like list in our phones and that list is super simple. It just has some like categories in it. One is like groceries. One is household. I think one um, is like Amazon. You know, if there's things that we're going to order from Amazon and then I think there's a Costco list in there. So as we go through our week, if, the, if we notice that we for sure need these groceries or we need to remember to get that thing from Costco or we're thinking about ordering this thing from Amazon, like it just goes into this list. And then it's really easy to discuss like when we know it's usually when we're going to go get groceries that kind of designates our buy day. And um, 
yeah, we kind of go through the list and decide like, do we actually need all of these things? Um, and so many times, especially in the beginning, so many times we would go through that list, especially the things that would get thrown into like the household list or whatever, and realize that we don't need like half of this stuff. <laughs> so we wouldn't end up buying it. And it was amazing that we just by talking to each other about what's on this list, it was like, no, we already have this that would work or, well, we can actually wait for that because we're not going to use it right now anyways, or those kind of things. And so in doing this, we have saved so much time and money. I can't even really explain <laughs> how much that has saved us because we're not running errands all week, which means I'm not grabbing a drive through coffee three times a week. Like it's so much simpler and I have so much more time at home and my errands are very intentional and, and they actually matter. And this also completely put a stop to the inflow of things into our house. So now everything that comes into our house typically comes in on buy day and each item already has a purpose or a plan or a place. So that I think has been like the hugest thing um, for us in, in recent time anyways, for that transition to um, actually thinking about how we spend all of our money and the way that our kids um, have kind of clung on to this and, and understood it is just amazing because they talk about spending their money and they know that spending money, um, really no matter how much money you're spending should be a decision that you make, not just something that you do. And, and they think it's great. So I think that's awesome too. Yeah, I love that. And I, I am definitely going to put this in place this year. We, um, I budget twice a month is what I do because we get paychecks twice a month from my husband's job. And so I know on the day the paycheck comes in, that's kind of like when I write out exactly where we're going to, you know, put that money and mm -hmm. stuff. But, um, so we, we have a budgeting system and, and honestly, my husband doesn't spend anybody like he he yeah. never spends a dime on anything so it's definitely me who's doing the spending and so when you mentioned this to me I was like wow that would really put into perspective for me like how much driving I do you know because after I pick up the kids from school some days I'll be like okay we'll just run in here real quick because we're right by it and I'll grab yeah. what I need and stuff but it's so much more intentional the way that you are doing it so I'm going to try it I will let you know um, how it goes, but I'm, yeah. I'm excited to just try something new. And I love the idea because it does make you really aware of where you're driving, what's coming into your house, all of those things we don't even think about, we kind of take for granted, but they take our time and our mental energy. So not just yes. for our money, but it just kind of, it seems like it'll help in a lot of areas. So yeah, it's just been really good to in, in just budgeting because I felt like before budgeting would take so much of my time just tracking everything like what day did we get that or what day was that and now it's literally one day a week yeah. <laughs> that we're spending money so I can just write down like we spent $200 here and $100 on that thing and it's so easy to look back and know you know when and where your money went yeah absolutely I am very excited so I was waiting until I was actually going to start it before the new year happened because that's when you told me about it. But then I was like, well, I'll wait till our first um, check in January and like go yeah. from there. So yeah, so we're going to give that a shot. Yay. <laughs> I'm sure my husband won't add anything to my list. Like every once in a while, there's an Amazon purchase, but otherwise he, he's just a non-spender, which is very lucky for me. I think. Yeah. So it'll, 
it'll be all on me. And one more thing on this is that I feel like we've thought ahead more in our purchases as well. Like our purchases are more um, planned out ahead of time. So like for instance, my daughter has a birthday in February and we've already, you know, got her gift. So we know that's already taken care of. So it's these things of purchases when you're thinking ahead. Whereas had we just been, you know, doing our normal like day-to-day spending, I probably wouldn't have really thought of her gift until (laughs) the week of her birthday or whatever. So it's uh, just intentional in in such a large uh, scheme of things or in the big picture. Yeah, I love that. So um, I'm so glad you shared that with us. I hope that a bunch of people listening will take you up on the the buy day technique and and try it out. And I will make sure to link to your Instagram so that if anybody tries it out, they can kind of come and find you and let you know how it went. Um, yes. But I also wanted to kind of ask you about clutter because we talk about that so much on this podcast and there's no right or wrong answer to this at all. You don't have to be like, oh yeah, I definitely declutter if you don't or anything like that. But I just kind of wanted to know like if you are decluttering like right now, have you already or does clutter just not really impact you guys much and it's not really something on your radar? Yeah, we definitely do declutter. (laughs) So we actually started decluttering in the end of 2016, early 2017. So before our third baby was born, we really just, um, because we knew we were having a girl and we already had two boys. So there was a lot of things where we were kind of, you know, switching out maybe for clothes and different things. And we just thought this was ridiculous. (laughs) So, um, and I think, you know, first baby, of course, you know, I had all the things. And I remember saying like, how many contraptions do I need to put my baby in? Right. There there were so many. And I did not want that anymore with more kids in the house and and that kind of thing. So we just started um, purging and that's when it really just, you know, snowballed for us. And now I don't think we do a ton of decluttering, um, you know, as much as we did then for sure. But uh, like I can tell we're teetering on the edge of just being in maintenance mode, especially with, you know, the way we bring things into our house now. But we definitely are decluttering. And it's because, I mean, motherhood, right? Like we're, we have kids and they grow up and they change. So it was actually just, um, you know, a few months ago when I realized, okay, like we're out of the baby stage now with my youngest. So she's two and a half now. And um there are things that I notice now in the house that we've just gotten used to them being here because we've always had babies. But just a couple of days ago, like my husband took off our last baby gate and there's the latches, you know, the safety latches on the cupboards that I don't really need to have there anymore. And all these things that really change the way you use your house. And so that's kind of the stage that I'm in right now. We did also just do like a huge house renovation that's not quite finished. So there's things that I've constantly been kind of, you know, rearranging and going through this year. But I think right now I'm just in that shift in life stages uh, with kids alone and I'm repurposing areas of our home for other things because, you know, we're not doing the baby thing uh, for the first time in almost six, seven years. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a thing that's still happening and that I'm always mindful of. And I think my biggest project right now is going to be our mudroom. So we've been having weird weather and we're in Canada, like I said, so we have four very distinct seasons and growing children and farm stuff and you know town stuff that's not supposed to be farm stuff and (laughs) all the things that way so I know my mudroom is definitely a place that I need to spend some time now 
um, decluttering for sure. I do think, like you said, just the constant growth of the kids, like winter clothes and summer clothes, and are they still going to fit into this when summer comes around or should I just part with it now? You know, like all of the seasons, not just seasons of the year, but then seasons of our lives, like the baby, Mm -hmm. the toddler to the preschool. So I think as moms, we're going to be doing this like until they're, you know, out of the house. And then even then, you know, you're repurposing areas for your hobbies or different things. So I think it's great that you continuously look at your areas and, and decide like, is this working for us now? Do we need to make some changes? Um, But it is also nice to be past the big step of like getting rid of the bulk of the stuff and the mindset piece that comes behind that of like, what am I okay letting go of? What emotions does this bring up for me? You know, all that stuff that you have to work through in the beginning, it does get easier. I always try to tell people that like that part kind of goes away once you realize you got rid of tons of stuff and you don't miss it. <laughs> you don't even remember yes. what yeah. it is. So it sounds and like, like you're on the said, other side. Yeah. Since we're, you know, nearing this area of maintenance versus purging, I would say you know, not in the purging stage anymore, but in this more maintenance stage, I also think too that we have to be more mindful of our, yeah, emotion, how we're reacting to our home in the sense that we've, you know, now implemented these systems and we have these things that work really great for our family. So sometimes it's harder to notice the clutter because for instance, my mudroom, we have like a really great system there. The kids have cubbies. They know where all their stuff goes. It doesn't, you know, if anybody walked in there, they would think like, oh, this, you know, this works great. But to me, I know it's feeling pretty heavy in there right now because there is so much stuff that we don't use or stuff that isn't in the most ideal place. Like it just doesn't make sense or, you know, something's been put in there that really shouldn't be that kind of thing. So I do think, you know, once you are on this side and you have, you know, your home kind of figured out per se, um, it might be a little more difficult to actually notice these areas in your home when they work so well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I do that too. Like things work just fine. Like I don't really need that drawer. So the stuff that's in it doesn't resonate with me for a while. And then I realize why did, yeah. why is that drawer full of that stuff anyways? <laughs> so, yeah, so you're still thinking about it. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. Do you mind sharing? It sounds like you have some routines or systems in place that really work for you. Do you mind sharing a few, maybe three to five tips or routines or systems that you have in place that kind of help you slow down or simplify or just live a little bit less chaotic? (laughs) Yeah. Systems. uh, Well, firstly, my laundry system that I have to thank the Simple Home Podcast for. (laughs) I tried to figure out laundry for a long time and I, I always thought like, I need to be like my grandma. Like my grandma did laundry one day a week. That was her laundry day. And that's what worked so well. And I remember doing laundry with her and it was like, there's such good memories in my mind of doing laundry with her on laundry day. So I always thought I need to make Wednesday my laundry day because that was her laundry day. And that's just, you know, the way a good mom should do it. (laughs) And that did not work for me. Like doing one day of laundry just never worked for me. It, you know, there would be too much, so it wouldn't maybe all get put away or something would be missing. And you're like, when did they wear that? Like, why is it missing? And that whole thing. So we switched to doing laundry one day a week. So Jenna, I think you do your laundry in the morning though, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do mine at night. So the kids put their laundry in the washing machine on their way to brush their teeth because we have like main floor laundry. They have to walk by the washing machine to go to the bathroom to brush their teeth. So that works really great. 
And, you know, I had to take a little time training to make sure that they turn their clothes the right way out and that kind of thing. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth training a little bit to get the reward of having to, or being able to fold it so much quicker. So they do that. And then as soon as they're in bed, I'll throw like any towels or cloths from the day in there as well if I can. And then I just run it as soon as they're in bed. And I mean, when you have such a small load of laundry, essentially it's not that, you know, it's not an overflowing load of laundry. So most machines now can do a quick cycle. So it doesn't take very long for it to actually wash the clothes. And then I can put them in the dryer before I go to bed. That's just part of my bedtime routine. Yeah. And then in the morning, uh, it's already in the dryer. It's ready to come out. And the kids know, like, like I said earlier, when I prompt them, they go pull it out of the dryer and they take it to wherever we're folding it that day. Sometimes it's on the kitchen counter while they eat breakfast and I kind of fold it or they start folding it while I make breakfast in the living room. They're doing that or, or I'll tell them to go throw it on my bed and that's where it's going to be done that morning afterwards. So it doesn't, that, that's not really set in stone with us, but it literally takes us three minutes uh, to fold and sort it. And then the kids take their tiny little pile when they, after they're done breakfast and go put it away. And it's usually like one, you know, one outfit, one and a half outfit. So yep. that's a super manageable system that we love. And we don't even have laundry baskets anymore. <laughs> we have, I keep one laundry basket in my bedroom just for um, things that have to be washed separately or whatever, which is very few and far between. Cause I don't keep clothes that need a lot of <laughs> maintenance, but um, yeah, so I keep that one, but the kids don't have both like laundry baskets in their room and that just gave us so much space just right there so that was really nice and so that's one of our systems our laundry system <laughs> that is so good and um, I want to interrupt you really quick only because yeah. I love that you took it and just made it whatever worked for you like I do mine in the morning only because I'm up and I'm like I'm gonna throw the basket in you know um, but it is, it's just about like finding that right time. And for some people doing it once a week is probably lovely. But for me, my yeah. laundry lived on our couch. Like I would clean it, I would dry it and I would never put it away. It would live on the couch. The kids would ask where their clothes are. I'm like, go check the couch. I'm sure it's there, <laughs> you know? So once a day is just perfect. Um, for me too, it's just a small load. It's easy to put away. The kids can help. It's not overwhelming for anyone. So, but I love no. that you do it at night and you get it all the way done. And then the kiddos help you in the morning. It seems to work out great for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you said that, I thought of actually, I, uh, there was a lady that I talked to on Instagram and she, um, she doesn't have kids. So that's, you know, a little bit, or she has, I think she has maybe one kid. So it's a little different, but she um, does her laundry once a month. <laughs> so she has wow. enough clothes that she loves and she does it her laundry once a month. And she thinks that's like the most amazing thing. Like it's so freeing to her that she doesn't have to think about laundry any other day of the month because she knows it's going to be done that one day a month. So totally there are like, you know, hundreds of ways to do it. And um, yeah, just finding something that uh, works and that sticks, like everybody's on the same page. So, you know, the kids and know our laundry routine completely and that it's going to be taken care of so that really we don't have to think about it that much and it's just a thing like brushing your teeth right and uh that's normal for them and they are so much happier because they don't have to ask me for stuff <laughs> yeah I love that um another system I mean dishes are kind of a pretty easy system in our house too because we don't keep a lot of dishes um I think I've heard you say before like that you're not a naturally neat and tidy person and neither am I. <laughs> I am not like a, 
a super clean person uh, by nature in that I leave things out or my worst habit ever is that I leave all the cupboards open. So if I go to a cupboard and get something out, I just leave the cupboard open. Like I just walk away and leave it open. So if I'm having like a really busy day in the kitchen, if you walk in, every single cupboard will be open. That's <laughs> the way I am. Yeah, I do the so, same thing. And the refrigerator and everything. It's horrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, and I just like hear my, you know, my dad in my head every time I do it, telling me like, close the cupboard kind of thing. But <laughs> I still do it. So like you, it was easier for me just to have less, have less things. And then I, you know, if all of the dishes happen to be out, it's really not a big deal because they can all be washed in one load kind of thing. Um, so dishes, yeah, dishes are basically used and either rinsed and reused later in the day for the same person if, if that's, you know, if it's not a messy meal or whatever. But yeah, otherwise they're just put into the dishwasher right away and the kids frequently empty it in the morning. So if they don't, um, then it's something that they'll do while I make lunch or something. But often they're just happy to go do it because again, it's super manageable. There's not much there. Uh, so I don't know if that's a very good system to share, except that I don't keep many things. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> to get I, dirty. I love that you have um, your kids involved in all your systems too, because even though they're little, I mean, think how much easier it's going to be when they're 10 and 12 and so capable yeah. of like reaching where the plates actually go and all those things, you know? So yes. it's great. Yes. And I will note your system on batching because I, I never really had a name for that, but I do do that. I, so if I'm cooking, you know, I cook a bunch of things all at once, make a big mess, like, you know, destroy my kitchen <laughs> one time. And then, and then we have food for like a really long time. I don't have to do all of that, you know, big messy prep again. Yeah. Um, so that is a good one that I like. Um, and then I think another system is one that used to be so daunting to me, like immensely daunting to me was clothing for kids and like how I store them and keep them turned out so they all have the right size or season. And I mean, I, again, I'm not sure if this is a really a great system for advice or not, but I just own less things here as well. So the kids have one tote each that I keep and the kids like they're not even full I think I, I keep them all separate just because it's easier to keep them separate but they probably could all fit into one tote combined <laughs> however I keep each a tote for each kid so if there's something that needs to be um passed down to the next uh you know a hand-me-down or something that we have that's for a different season that you know is kind of in the same boat I can just throw it into the tote and so they each have one tote that sits in their closet and it's just really easy for me to access that way so um you know getting clothes out of their dresser that don't really fit them anymore or whatever is not a big deal and they just have one tote whereas before I used to have dozens of totes that I would try to organize by size and season and gender and it was obnoxious I actually have a picture and I don't know why I took this picture but I am so glad that I did uh, my husband and I were sorting through all of the kids' clothes, I think, when the boys were little. So I don't think we even had the girls yet. <laughs> and our entire living room is covered in kids' clothes. This picture now, because I don't know what we were thinking, but we thought we were organizing all of these clothes. And this was like, you know, a big day that we were finally tackling this big project. And I was just like, what were we thinking? <laughs> Like for two kids, we had probably 
probably six, eight totes of clothes that they were not using at the time. Like it was just, I can't describe what it looked like, Jenna. It was crazy. (laughs) It's so true. And we don't think about how much time and energy that takes. But I mean, like you said, you probably had a whole Saturday that you devoted to these kids' oh, yeah. clothes that your kids may not have even worn at all. Like I had no, clothes I know that I got rid of that friends had given me that my kids never even went got into. One because we had enough, and two because I forgot I had them. <laughs> like we, yeah. we just didn't need them. So yeah, yeah, stuff with tags still on it or stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was just <laughs> so excessive. And you know what? It was. I don't know if it was just a Saturday or a whole weekend, but I think we might've even had like my parents or my husband's parents watch the kids that day so we could do it. Like it was <laughs> such a big deal. And I was like, now I just have these little totes that I, you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I just can't believe that was such a big thing and, and such a daunting thing to me. Like it was, it stressed me out knowing that I, that their dressers were full of clothes that they didn't fit anymore or you know, that I was going to have to devote a whole day to this. And I didn't have a whole day to do this. And right. it was a constant thing. And um, that, yeah, I can't, it's so good knowing that I'm not there anymore, but yeah, yeah it's crazy. That's so good. And that is one of those things because literally our kids grow out of stuff in a couple months, you know? And so I yeah. think if we get in this habit of like holding on to it and then, you know, well, they still kind of fit into it, but I'll put the new stuff in and then their drawers are overflowing and they don't want to put their laundry yes. away. And we have all this stuff. I so I agree. It's about like, just get down to the bare minimum. Your kids don't need a lot of clothes. Like they, no. I don't know if you're, they're anything like my kids. My kids wear the same five outfits every time anyway, <laughs> no matter what I put in there, they choose yeah. the same dingy old, you know, truck shirt because that's their favorite. Yeah. So exactly. It doesn't really matter how much we have. Yeah. Well, I yeah. love it. I love this conversation because I know that moms just like to get a little peek into like, what does it look like for other people? Am I alone in feeling like this chaos or is this what every mom is going through? Um, so I love our conversation, but I do want to ask you one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show and you can relate it to anything you want. It doesn't have to be what we've talked about. Um, if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her right in the eye and tell her one thing, what would it be? Yeah, I love this question. And I hope my, I hope my answer kind of lives up to what other women have said, because (laughs) I always love the answers on here. But I think initially my answer, I want it to be like comforting. And I want to say to her, like, you're doing a good job. But I think my answer would actually be more of like a hard truth talk with her. And I would say, you know, your mindset is three quarters of the battle. Your mindset is more, your mindset is bigger than any other problem in front of you right now. And um, you have to decide. And this was a huge shift for me. Um, Actually, not that long ago, like last year is when I really this clicked with me after I listened um, to a few different podcasts and I thought this just makes sense. And living with an abundant mindset versus living with um, a lack mindset or a scarcity mindset. And once you decide to live with an abundant mindset, you know, I can tell myself that I already have everything I need and more like I already have everything I need. So just telling yourself that you already have everything you need and believing and knowing that you do it takes so much weight off of your shoulders and it creates so much space in your mind immediately. And as mothers, we know like having brain space means everything. So just 
truly like make it your mantra that, you know, I already have everything that I need and more. I'm, you know, you have this abundant mindset. And once you get into this abundant mindset, um, you know, into that brain space, it's just, there's so much more happiness. There's so much more gratitude and there's so much more generosity because you already think that you have, or you know that you have, you know, everything you need and more. So you can give more of yourself and everything else. And um, I don't know if that makes sense at all, <laughs> but that was just a big shift for me, even even with buy day. So on the days that I'm not spending money, it's easy to tell myself I already have everything I need and it's not a difficult thing to go without spending money. And um, I think that can kind of transpire into other parts of our life, of course, but that's kind of my advice would be just to work on an abundant mindset versus a lack mindset. And if you are always busy, always scrambling, always worrying about things, um, then you're not living with the abundant mindset. You are living worrying that you don't have enough or feeling like you don't have enough. So it's a huge thing to work on. And um, I know that's not like a warm and fuzzy piece of advice for her, but that would just be like my starting point because I think that if you're not starting there, then it's going to take you a lot longer or be a lot more difficult to make decisions if you're trying to live a more simple life. Yeah, I think that is so good. And one thing that I want to add to that, um, I struggled in the beginning and I still do, to be totally honest, because I'm a mom and I love my kids more than anything, you know, and I want to give them everything. But a lot of times our kids want a lot of things too. And it's because they see that in us, right? I mean, we're not, we do that. We, we want these things and stuff, but they see things at their friends' houses or on TV or wherever they're seeing things that they would really like to have. And I think teaching them the same thing you just said is so important, reminding them, like, look around at what you have. You have enough, you know, helps them to realize, I don't need to ask for all these things. I don't need this new toy. I don't need to trade up my whatever it is, you know, um, yeah. especially as they grow, because that's one of the things I think once our kids reach like those teenage years and tween years and, and above, they see a lot of stuff, you know, and, and just helping them realize like you don't have to keep up. You don't have to have that. You don't have to do that sport. You don't have to, you don't have to be better than what you already are. You're already enough and you have enough and all that. So I just wanted to kind of add that in. Yeah. Because I think once we get there as moms, it's easier to help our kids understand that as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, when my husband and I discuss purchases or things that we want, and that happens frequently where it's like, well, no, we actually don't need that right now. I just love that our kids see that. And often they will reciprocate that to us and say, oh, that thing that you wanted, but you decided you didn't need, like this works instead. Like that's great. And so they're, they're really noticing that we're doing more with less, just like you say, like it's, it's more, but we're using less and we're needing less. And it's, um, it's really awesome to show them that. Yeah, that is so good. That's such a benefit for your kids. Well, Amber, I won't take up any more of your time. I know you've got little ones running around, but can you <laughs> tell us kind of where we can connect with you um, and just learn more from you? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I um, actually, I do have a blog and website that is so close to being publishable, if that's the word, ready to be published, but I haven't really, um, <laughs> I'm dragging my feet trying to figure out how much I want to actually commit to that. So for now, the best way for sure to get in touch with me is through Instagram. And my Instagram is the unhurried homestead. And I'm on there, you know, I'm actively on there. So that's a great way to connect with me. And I do 
um, have an email. So if there's somebody who wants to email me or, or, you know, send me something that way, it's unhurriedwithkids at gmail.com, which I think is really funny because you're at home with kids. Yeah. <laughs> I <love laughs> and I always hear you say that. And I was like, what are the chances? So I'm unhurriedwithkids at gmail.com or on Instagram at the unhurried homestead. Awesome. Well, I will make sure to put both those things in the show notes. And then whenever you get um, your blog up and running, make sure to share it with me. And I will add that in here too, because you know, these episodes are live forever, or I don't know until I decide never to do this or whatever. I guess they're out on the internet forever. So I will make sure to, (laughs) to update the show notes and put that link in there too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, Amber, it's been so much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time and just giving us a little peek into your life. I appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you, Jenna. Well, that was Amber, and I am so glad she agreed to come on the Simple Home Podcast because I think she has just a wealth of knowledge to share with us. And as you can see, she's just a mom, just like all of us, kind of doing her thing and trying to live as intentionally as possible. So I love the tips she shared with us and the things that have started working for her in her home, and hopefully you can take away some that you can try as well. Again, like I said in the beginning, I did take away the budgeting tip of doing a spend day or a buy day once per week and it has just freed my mind so much as far as budgeting for the month. I kind of know exactly which day I'm going to be spending money and just simplified also our days so I'm not running from here to there each time I want to go to the store or something like that and like she said you really do realize that a lot of the stuff you think you need to go buy right then you actually don't ever go and buy. You kind of take off your list by the time it comes around to your by day. So give it a shot. Let me know. I'd love to know kind of your takeaways from this episode and what you are finding in your housework. So go to Instagram at Jenna Arvidson, DM me there and tell me what your takeaways were from this episode. And again, don't forget to sign up for the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program. I would absolutely love to have you in there and sign up quickly so you get that extra bonus. Okay. I know I give this bonus out because I think sometimes we wait and we put things off that we really want to do. So for those of you who are action takers, go grab that extra bonus. Okay. Go to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset. And I can't wait to get started with you on March 1st. All right. Until next week, have a blessed weekend. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.